Welcome to the Confident Christian Girls podcast. I'm Libby Christian. And I'm Hannah Christian. And we are ambassadors for Christ. Our goal is to reach girls with encouragement and the hope of the gospel. To put Christ on display and to challenge others to live for Christ. Welcome back to the Confident Christian Girls podcast. Uh, Today we have a very special guest, um, Samantha. Uh, She is our friend and sister in Christ, and we know her from our church. Welcome, Samantha. Why, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you very much. I'll introduce myself here shortly, but I'm very excited to be here. Yay! I'm excited too. It's, yes. We're so glad to have our first guest. Yay! Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, really just in short, I was born and raised in the Midwest and I moved out here to explore Colorado in the mountains and have been a member of Cornerstone with these two lovely ladies for the last 10 years. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Has it really been 10 years? Yeah, al- almost 11, I think, fully. It's crazy. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, wow. Time flies. I, yeah. Yeah, Samantha's been a friend of our family for, well, before we met Libby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she has kind of been like an older sister to all of us. It's, yeah, we love Samantha. Yes, I agree. Hannah, would you like to do our icebreaker question? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll ask it because Hannah threw her phone across the room. Um, <laughs> let's see. It was... What what was the most unique style or fashion trend you ever embraced? Oh, man. <laughs> we were just talking about me being older. So this is terribly embarrassing. Um, but due to the fact that it's all coming back around, just you wait, guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you are at the mall looking for these things. Um, what did I embrace? Hmm. I probably embarrassingly have to say that I had these really thick soled, like sketcher shoes. No way. <laughs> but I, that, that was just the start of it. But I had one pair of jeans that belled to like cover them. Oh my gosh. And I, I was about to say loved them. The, I loved is it them. the bell bottom jeans? I thought they were like the coolest thing. They had a thick hem. And I'm really short, so Uh. they actually, like, drug on the floor, probably. My mother was probably like, what are you wearing? (laughs) However, I just went to TJ Maxx, and I just bought another pair of, like, flare. I'm wearing them tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And they're going to be really cute. So I guess when I was, like, probably 12 and loved that, and here I am, Years later, <laughs> embracing it again, baby. <laughs> nice. I love it. <laughs> How about you, Libby? Okay. I don't know if it was ever a, a trend. It but was just your own world. It kind of. It was me and Susie. We, we would wear a tank top underneath our shirts, and then we would, like, fold it to where it was, like, a crop top, but we would... We were like, no, modest. So it was like, I would. I remember I did it with a purple shirt and then a white tank top underneath, and it it looked so bad. Oh, and then I did like the whole, 
like just random print leggings and I would wear them under athletic shorts. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, I don't know. <laughs> just, nice. I thought it was the coolest looking thing. And I thought I was hip and stuff. Yeah. Hannah. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, um, uh, probably the funniest like clothing one. We were in this play. I might have been in middle school. But my character was somebody from the 80s. Mm. and so I had to like get my costume from the 80s and for like weeks after that that was what I would try to hit <laughs> every day <laughs> nice. I think I wore my costume a couple times just, <laughs> just trying it out the high ponytail and all all of it <laughs> nice because it was cool it was, it was, it was actually, definitely cool, really cool. <laughs> yeah. careful with the 80s okay <laughs> all right well should we I think get to what we're here for? I think so. Um the our topic for today is dissatisfaction and we really wanted to have Samantha on because she has really encouraged us with um her thoughts on it and so we just wanted to have her on and share her thoughts with y'all as well just to encourage you guys so samantha would you like to start us off with your testimony well yeah definitely because i think that that's where it starts um knowing that if you have the lord as your foundation um he really does answer all of our cries Mm -hmm. and he really is our savior that never leaves us um so being in a position or maybe in a role now where I am now compared to 10 years ago seeking the counsel, you definitely just always need to seek the Lord. Um, he is a Lord that can be found and, um, he will, he will help and he will guide. He will offer advice for you through his word, um, and through godly people in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, so, that is that is kind of an exciting opportunity for me to kind of get to speak to many yeah. people, <laughs> many girls or many listeners at one time. It's like Maybe coffee, it's me, yeah. like times a hundred or something. <laughs> um, but so my testimony in short, really, um, you guys, I think Libby would maybe appreciate this in that I kind of live my life through song in many yes. ways. Yay, oh, I'm yes. not the only one. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens in my head. But there was this family um, music group that we would listen to growing up, and they're still they're still active today. Um, there was about thirteen kids, I think. So, I am in sync with the older's the older siblings. Um, they're married and kind of have moved on, but the younger ones are coming up strong with like seven instruments and whatnot. But wow. um, so one of their older songs was. It's really fast-paced, and it's sung, like, in a staccato kind of style. But when somebody asked me what, you know, would you share your testimony? In my head, this song just starts. <laughs> and I'm like, i just, like, <laughs> singing it. And I'm like, no, let's be real. Okay. Um, but the words are really, really sweet. Um, and she enunciates it. She was... This, the girl who sung it at the time, she said she really had to practice mm-hmm. to get it into the mic to come through clearly. But she says, I was a sinner needing a savior. Then I met Jesus. He came and saved me, brought a wonderful joy to my heart. 
she repeats it and some of her brothers kind of join in to emphasize different parts. I was a sinner needing a savior. Then I met Jesus. He came and saved me and he promised not to leave me, that he'd never depart. And so that in short is my testimony. Um, I didn't have a lot of gross outward sin in my youth, but I was a self-righteous monster in my heart, comparing myself to all of those around me and how seeing or thinking how good I was. So I'm thankful that Jesus, Jesus gave me a new heart to know him and to love him. Yeah. Amen. Um, yeah. You'll really love it that I didn't sing it for you. (laughs) I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, our, so our topic is dissatisfaction and really focusing on relationship status and what, what are your thoughts on it and how have you really experienced dissatisfaction? Well, in relationship, regards to relationship, of course I've experienced it. Yeah. Like, I'm a girl. Hello. That's what we think about. Yeah. Day and night sometimes. So, you know, personal experience, like, yeah, I thought I'd follow the path of my family and friends. Um, I was very focused on college and getting that done and, and sought after. So I thought I'd experience college. I had a short um, college, like, in mind, like a tech school. Uh, be married by 22, begin a young family, and lo and behold, we all know, not disclosing my age, that that is not, in fact, when I got married, nor do I have my young family yet. So we all really find ourselves waiting for something or waiting not in our own time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am so thankful, though, that that was not my path and it really is not the path that I'm currently experiencing. Yeah. Uh, you don't get to say the timeline, and you don't get to put demands on what you want. Yeah. <laughs> I I can, yeah, just in my short that's... little living <laughs> <laughs> experience, that's that's not what happens. So, I love that yeah. you even shared that just about dissatisfaction and having that because it's so relatable. Like I think about even my own life with like nursing school or anything else like that like I planned I had my life planned out to mm-hmm. to a T yeah and then in like a week <laughs> the Lord just was like actually I'm, Earthquake. St- I'm still in control <laughs> Hannah yeah. you have no plans um but yeah how has the Lord helped you in in those feelings of dissatisfaction and those hard times of kind of wanting to like have your own things in plan, planned yeah, in mind. <laughs> definitely. Um, two scriptures that I really go back to um, that really started, I think, when I was younger and you, you start to see your friends find that mm-hmm. special someone and you're left behind or you're left out or five of them are now married and I don't even have a boyfriend yet, you know, or just yeah. things like that, like years ago. Um, so two verses is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And I love the strength of the word declares. Like he doesn't whisper it to you. He doesn't, um, he doesn't, say it in a timid way. He declares it. It mm-hmm. is declared. And it, for me, it's like a king, like, or 
some high authority, you know, declaring war. Like, that is like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And so when you rest in that and you go back to that, um, even though it's not going the way I wanted it to go or the way I thought it was going to go, um, the Lord knows the plans he has for me. Mm-hmm. It's like just such a tangible cling promise I can cling to. Yeah. And the second one is Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And often I think when that's given as, as a comforting, um, you know, verse to share with someone, I think it's really said a lot of the times backwards. God's ways are not your ways. And so just having to kind of sit in that and when I do spend time with the Lord um, quietly and really kind of confess things the way that I wanted them to go to him, things that I'm discouraged about or frustrated about, if I, if I settle and focus my thoughts on these two verses, a lot of the anxiety or the dissatisfaction dissipates, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. One thought that comes to mind with that um, is the Lord's plans are always better for us too. Mm-hmm. Like we might've wanted it to go one way. Like I thought I was going to be very single <laughs> at this time in my life, but no, that's, that's not the plan that the Lord had for me. And so, yeah, his, his plans are always better for us. It, it brought me to Christ the, way that, the way that he did that. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up about, um, excuse me, the Lord's plans and his, like, being who he is. Um, this is kind of a weird verse for this topic, but Luke 5, 5 is when Peter argues with Jesus. And he, um, how does, what does he argue with him about? Do you want <laughs> um, to look it up? But Peter is talking to Jesus and he says, no, it's, um, Luke 5, 5. She's going old school, guys. She <laughs> actually flipped her Bible open instead of the internet. <laughs> this happened in front of my eyes. Yes. So Maybe this is when Jesus first calls his disciples. And um, he's calling him and he says, put out your nets for a catch. And Peter argues with him and said, but we, we fished all night. We didn't catch anything. And then they obey him and get a catch. But... Um, the Lord has really used that passage in my life with discontentment and um, mm. <clears throat> dissatisfaction of, like, when we argue with the Lord and say, no, I know better. I, we fished all night. I already know. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's wrong, and the Lord knows better. Yeah. Even if we think we have it all figured out. Yeah. Absolutely. For people like me who think <laughs> they have it all figured out. <laughs> I disagree, Hannah. Um, oh, I agree with your thought, but I, yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. I don't have it all figured out. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) Neither do I. I think that's for the better. Um, what are some things that have encouraged you that you would like to encourage our listeners with? Or what advice would you like to give? You know, I really... I was nervous when you girls approached me, but <laughs> nervous beyond all get out. But then 
I was really excited. Like I said, it's kind of like a coffee date times 100. Yeah. That I don't really always have the time for. But thinking back, getting to think back and getting to think back on, you know, certain people, certain conversations that I had years ago and then where I am now and what I'm waiting on now. And it just applies so well in every facet that I was like, so encouraged. And by the time that today came, I was like, yeah, I was oh, like, good. it's going to happen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> but uh, so there's three pieces of advice that I would like to give up. Wrong four. <laughs> <laughs> three were given to me over the course of years um, of waiting for a boyfriend, waiting to find that um, that someone who is going to be my forever. And then the fourth was, um, it's a scripture that I'll share at the end that really was like a little nugget of awesomeness that the Lord gave me. It had to have been during a time of prayer and just maybe a downtime that he just taught me and kind of gave me um, through his word that I get, hopefully I get to share now with you guys. Um, So the three pieces of advice that were given to me, I would say in short, is surprisingly, (laughs) focus on yourself, which is, I will explain myself, but... (laughs) Focus on yourself. Um, Life never stops moving. And the third is we are not alone. There are many young women that have had awesome opportunities to write and record and, and have published that we can go to to be encouraged mm-hmm. um, through their journeys too. But so starting with focus on yourself. While that is like a totally such a weird thing right now, yeah. it's like a, a buzzword. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so every young woman has thoughts and a list of standards her future husband has to meet. Even if it remains unwritten, it is like forever long <laughs> in our heads. Yeah. We can pull it out no time. Um, you know, whether it's we want them, we want our future husband to have, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes and he want, we want him to be taller than us yeah. and we want him to have a stable job all of these things like I was and am like a harsh critic so my list was pretty long <laughs> um and I just in conversation probably with this friend she was the same age as I was maybe a few years older and she told me she was Samantha I want you to take that list I rip it up. <laughs> I, this is where I'm going to use, try to use a really cool word that I think I'm too old for, but I'm going to tell you that I was shook. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, first off, I was like, I thought I was going to marry tall, dark, and handsome. So I was like, Maria, I was like, do you know my husband's going to have blonde hair, blue eyes? I can, I mean, I can make that work, but come on now. Like, um, she was like, Samantha, that's not what I mean, of course. But rip that list up. And instead of focusing on everything that you want your godly man to have, focus on everything that's on the godly man's list. And I mm-hmm. was just so left. I was just so egocentric, I guess, at the time. Probably still am. But, like, 
I had never thought about it that way. I was in my young, like mid twenties. Um, wow. I need to focus. Wow. Like I'm just sitting over here, the critic in the corner. So crabby pants. Like (laughs) I want to look at his godliness. I want to look at his involvement. I want to look at his family. Boom, 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 boom. And I was just like, wow, to really know that a godly man who's seeking a wife will have his own set of standards, his own list. And am I one that would be attractive to him? Uh, Yeah. I never thought of it that way. (laughs) Neither did I. Neither did I. But um, I was really left to examine myself after that conversation with Maria. And um, so I would just ask my, I started to ask myself, like, how was my walk with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And was I striving for godly beauty or worldly beauty? Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing in thinking, oh, I just have to find this spouse. I have to be so pretty. I have mm-hmm. to. But Psalms 34 verse 5 says, those who look to him are radiant. And I know that I might not be the most drop-dead gorgeous girl that walks into a room and, like, everybody stops because she's so pretty. Like, I'm not that pretty, right? But this verse tells me that I can be radiant. Mm -hmm. And I, like, what I know a godly man wants a radiant wife, like a beautiful wife. And it's not getting fake eyelashes and making sure you hit the gym every day. Those are not the things that are lasting. Like what lasts is, am I in the word and do I know the Lord? Am I looking to him and he will make me radiant? So I love that. And then I, you know, questioning myself, am I running the race in a way that a godly man also running full out would even notice me? Mm-hmm. Com- competitively could I even keep up yeah I wanted this I wanted this checklist like of a man but he was going to be sprinting and I was like at a light jog <laughs> like why would he even be like it was just such a change for me mm-hmm. to really say I'm not going to sit on the couch and twiddle my thumbs waiting for this amazing man to come into my life. No, I'm going to run the race. Yeah. I got to get running. Because if a godly man is running the race, he's going to want a woman that's running. Yeah. And uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, run in such a way that you may win. Mm-hmm. So that's my first piece of advice. Yeah. I would like to add something. Something Absolutely. that I thought of is when we're looking at Christ, we don't really care about the the worldly things like appearance and stuff. So that's, yeah, when we're looking to Christ, those things won't matter anyways. So Absolutely. Yeah. They definitely grow dim. Mm-hmm. The things of this world grow strangely dim. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's ever-changing. I mean, the marks of my outward beauty that I was striving for that I thought was cool, talking about fashion, you know, <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, it's like bell-bottoms, yeah. like – um, but beauty, I had blue eyeshadow in my ninth grade picture. Oh can we just, 
Can we just ask that that was never invented? I want to see like, that photo. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Rosy cheeks, lots of blush. Like, you know, so beauty, beauty to the world is, is never one that is attainable, period. Yeah. But that's, um, but things of the Lord and, and striving after him, looking to him, mm-hmm. we can become radiant. And suddenly I saw big areas that I had a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. So I shredded that piece of paper up and I was like a totally different young woman. So oh, I encourage good. you to do that. Praise girls. the Lord. <laughs> Listeners, that piece of paper up. Uh, secondly, um, and it kind of really goes within that advice, is that that's when I made my move to Colorado mm-hmm. with a lot of counsel and a lot of prayer and a lot of guidance with my parents who were also involved in the decision. Um, I like packed my car like a country song <laughs> and headed west. And I began sitting under the teaching of Sam Patron. And he flooded my life with zeal, encouragement, and action to share the gospel and be useful for the Lord. And I remember being so timid when I started out. Like, I wanted to do this Bible study with some young girls. And I begged him to come <laughs> along. I begged him. I was like, Sam, I, I just can't. I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not adequate enough. I can't. And he was like, he came. And I knocked on the door, and um, he goes to me, don't I just kind of look like the creepy old dude? And I was like, you do, actually. I was like, I'm, I'm good. You can go. Like, just go before they see you because it's kind of weird. And the Lord was so good in his kindness, though, they, he left. And then we did do the Bible study, and oh, it lasted good. for years. And he just really pushed me in ways that, I needed, and then I saw that life isn't on hold. Life is never on hold. It is constantly mm-hmm. moving forward. And so, in a sense, the first kind of picture analogy that I used, you know, was like a track. Like, are you running the race, and are you going to win it? Like, are you going to cross that finish line, or you're over at the concession stand thinking you're going to get the top athlete? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Probably not going to happen, but this one, you know, this one is just really like the picture of driving a car. Like, I encourage every young person to pull off the shoulder and punch the gas. Yeah. Like, singleness is a gift, and you don't know how long it's going to last. And Sam really showed me, encouraged and pushed me sometimes (laughs) off the cliff. Um typical Sam Patron. Yeah, that, like, like, Jesus is the parachute. Even if you think you're just, like, gonna just jump off this cliff and it's way too scary and I need a, I need a partner or I need a spouse or I have to wait until I get married to do this Bible study or this effort or this podcast, you don't. Yeah. You don't have to wait for the spouse and you can just gun it. Like, all out. And I'm not a fast driver, so (laughs) to see me do that would, like, literally not happen. But, like, that, there was a period in my my life that I am so thankful that I got to see the Lord really answer every time I put myself out there a little Mm -hmm. bit more. I kind of stretched myself, like, 
oh, I'm just this single girl. Like, I'm just this young girl. I, I, I can't do this. No, you can do it. Yeah. You can. And so in 1 Corinthians uh, 7, 34 through 35, I underlined as follows. It's not every word in the verse. Um, but for me at the time through this season, it says, the unmarried woman is anxious about the things of the Lord. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this to promote and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Mm. And I took that and I ran with it. And I'm so thankful for those years that, and I encourage the listeners to not look back in a, in a way that you feel like you kind of wasted. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's going to be one year or you don't know if it's going to be seven years or 17 years. Yeah. (laughs) But like the Lord can use you. Yeah. And he can use you in mighty ways. Mm -hmm. I just want to add to that of kind of jumping back to running the race in your previous thought um, of if you end up sprinting your entire life and the Lord doesn't bring you a partner or bring you a husband, you didn't, you didn't waste it. Absolutely. No, you gave everything you had for the Lord yeah. without distraction. Um, and then the other thing of what you just said, like, don't wait, um, is so encouraging because you can like, even add that to your age. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being a teenager and thinking, oh no, I have to wait till I get my driver's license and yeah. then I can go out and help people like no, yeah. Don't don't wait. You don't have to be a certain age. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord saved me at eleven. I think that's, what you said, that's yeah. when He really, like, He changed my life, and that's when He started using me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, don't wait. Don't <laughs> I just wait. I love that. Just don't wait. Yeah, touch the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, um, and then my third. Um, piece of advice that was given to me over the course of time. It was really in the same window um, about the unmarried woman is anxious about things of the Lord. Like you can be used. You have undivided devotion. Is that I highly recommend that readers, I really did focus this on single women, but there are young men who really do like long for a spouse where they think about those things more than maybe what I think because I'm, I'm not a boy I'm not a guy so um but whether it's a guy or a girl um I encourage you to read about single people who didn't wait for marriage to do the work that the Lord called them to do um three incredible books that I like was literally like diesel fuel to my fire I was like, <laughs> like blowing up But um, this totally unknown name, Mary Slessor, she was a Scottish missionary to Nigeria, and she nearly, in many villages, eradicated the the infanticide of the twins. So they thought in in this pagan um, culture that any woman who had twins, the second was a demon. Um, And they would just, they would murder them immediately. And she... By description, she was this redhead, and she was just this fiery woman, and she just, she saved many, um, and she took the gospel to them and, and changed their their tribes and stuff, but 
Secondly, like Isabel Kuhn, she's a Canadian missionary to China, and she just did many amazing works all the way through, like just depending on the Lord for her money to like graduate from Moody College, and the money just showed up in an envelope. Wow. You know, she prayed. She didn't get nervous about it or fret, but she just prayed, and the Lord provided um, to her getting over to the Lisu people and so many amazing works. And then third, Katie Davis, and she's a present-day American missionary to Uganda, and she's about my age. And so when I read her book, it really was kind of written like in a fashion of like an 18-year-old girl writing a book, um, which I totally related to, <laughs> and I, many, maybe many will, but she, like I said, she's present day, and it is like she went for it. She went for it, and the Lord showed up mm-hmm. for her, and um, the Lord showed up for his work in Uganda, and he just needed the vessel, mm-hmm. and her name was Katie Davis, and your name can be put in that blank. Yeah. Was she yeah. the one who, because I read part of her book. Kisses to Katie. Kisses yes. from Katie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. Definitely recommend it. Um, but was she the one who, she left a relationship here to go to Uganda? She may have. I think she's she left her yeah. family and her. I think there was like a steady boyfriend from high school. There was like a serious boyfriend I think she left. And yeah. Wow. She she saw something greater in the Lord's work. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So just read, read. And um, like I said, you're not alone. Um, there are so many. There's probably countless, you know, um, books that you could read and be encouraged by and find a people group, find an area of your life that the Lord could speak to. And like, you just are never the same. Yeah. Um, so, and these women went overseas and they did, yeah, like I said, I would say like really astounding work. Um, but if you are not called to overseas, like I have, uh, I've left the country on mission trips, but I've never crossed the ocean, um, in this, in these years of kind of growing, like I said, like diesel fuel, like blowing up my life, like, um, (laughs) But that doesn't mean the Lord isn't using me where I am or where you are. Like if you're in your parents' basement right now, like that's not, that doesn't mean Hannah Christian. That doesn't doesn't mean that you cannot grow for the Lord. And it doesn't mean that you're not growing for the Lord um, or in the Lord because he, he's, you know, boundless on what he wants to teach you and to show you and to stretch with you. Like you said, you, you don't have to wait till you're 16 to offer to help a family in the church in a way that Mm -hmm. you can help or something. And it might require your mom to take you over there, but you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until you get out of the basement, Hannah, to know (laughs) you're doing something for the Lord. Yeah. Can I add to your list? Absolutely. Um, somebody who, well, recently, because we're going through Acts, was a huge encouragement from Acts was Lydia in <gasps> Acts 16. Like, yeah. she, there is no record of her having a husband. Like, we don't know. Yeah. But 
it wasn't her and her husband who served Paul. It was her. Yeah. Or it wasn't stated. Right. It wasn't stated. It was her and her business. Right. Yeah. And she wasn't doing anything overseas. She wasn't across Mm -hmm. the world. She was there. And the Lord brought her someone and she took the opportunity and the Lord saved her. Yeah. And and she immediately started (laughs) serving the Lord too. That's right. Yeah. Serving the church there. Yeah. Like she was where the church started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. That's a great and biblical example. These women are just women. You know, they're following the Lord. Yeah. Following the Lord. But from God's word, there's so many examples. Um, Christianity definitely gives extreme room for young women and women alone to flourish Mm -hmm. under his teaching and how he loves us so tenderly and so individually. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't say we're nothing without a husband in front of us. You can really see, like if it's a woman in the past or even present day, like the Katie Davis, you can see how they have run for the Lord and then how the Lord provides for them too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. was it the second one that you said yeah, she was going through school and she needed money and it just showed up? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's encouraging to see how the Lord can use women. And then, yeah, you can just see his, his hand in everything. So yeah, that's a huge encouragement. Absolutely. So the last little piece that I would love to share is a little nugget that the Lord just gave me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just want to kind of hold on to those little secret gifts. Um, but this, I pray, can be the best encouragement of all because it's just really right right from his word. Um, but Revelation 19, 7 through 9, let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I know that there's going to be listeners and there's going to be times that I have coffee with Hannah, Christian again, that <laughs> just by ourselves, <laughs> that it's a, it's a down season or it's a down day where it's a just the weeks after you just celebrated someone else's wedding and it wasn't yours. And they're kind of harder days, kind of gloomy. And I know that we will navigate towards or think or revisit those thoughts that all brides-to-be do because we all want to prepare for the day. Mm-hmm. We, and I encourage you to do so. It's yeah. okay. It's not, you know, I would love to see Hannah Christian get a spouse. I can't wait for that. But you're not useless without him or her. Um, and I understand that the minute that the ring gets put on your finger, brides <laughs> will do 10 million things to prepare for their wedding day. I mean, even if it's like, oh, I'm not eating that chocolate chip cookie yeah. today. I might eat 10 tomorrow, but today yeah. I'm on focus. Like, so I'm not going to eat that or I'm going to I have to shop for the dress and I have to find Mm. the venue and I want the perfect flowers and not that pink rose, but I want a light pink rose. It's like totally ridiculous things, but we're all making these millions of plans for this one day. And in my Bible, I have written next to this verse that I have this, 
this is my wedding. And I want to prepare myself as the bride. Mm -hmm. Because if you start to focus on meeting your Savior, and he has given us the white gown. He has made the way for us to be without blemish. But we want to be beautiful for our our groom. Mm -hmm. And all that, if you're thinking about the marriage of the lamb and you're becoming the godly bride that you, you, you love your groom and he's Jesus, it will change your life. It will, it will, his love will compel you to love him more, to melt into his word and to just know him more and more. So I encourage you that maybe you won't ever have a wedding day mm -hmm. here on this earth, um, but you as a Christian will have a wedding day. Yeah. And it's going to be the best, best wedding. And we want to plan for these temporal weddings all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so plan for the eternal wedding. Yeah. Plan. And I just encourage you to just, seek the Lord and he will change your life and he will change your garments and he will change your mind and he will change your heart and he'll just change everything. Yeah. Um, and it's just, that is when you will be this beautiful servant of the Lord being used by him. Yeah. That's, I love that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I shared it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I really wanted to keep it to myself. I was like, oh, that's in the Bible. That's in my Bible. That's just my handwriting. Yeah. And that's not somebody else's. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray it's a gift. It yeah. was really a gift from, from you know, the giver of good gifts. Yeah. So may it be an encouragement. It's, our, it's just the best wedding. Because I'm even a married woman. Yeah. And I can take that, and I still want to be preparing myself yeah. for the wedding that I have. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop after you're married. It it you can still live for the Lord. You might have a husband that you have to, um, I guess, you you have someone to help you mm -hmm. seek the Lord. Absolutely. Because um, they, they can lead us when we don't know what to do, and they can encourage us when we mm -hmm. don't know what to do as well. So, yeah, it doesn't – your growth with the Lord does not end when no. you do get married. It can continue to grow like – Amen. Yeah. When I was married, I don't, I was not this close to the Lord as I am now. So he can continue to, to just grow and yeah, make you a better Christian if you seek him. So yeah. Amen. Did you have anything else to add, Hannah? <laughs> just the gospel, I yeah. guess. If you haven't like, if you haven't sought Christ as your own, your Savior and your Lord, like, do seek him today. Yeah. It's the same thing we say Amen. literally yeah. every episode. <laughs> but, like, truly seek the Lord today. He is, he's a better groom than any groom we could find. Amen. Here. Yeah. And he's more beautiful. And the more you seek him, the more beautiful you'll become. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. May we start and may we end with the gospel always. Yeah. Like, he is 
he is the best groom and he's the Mm -hmm. best friend and he's the best counselor. He's the best savior. If you don't know him, seek him. Yeah. If you don't know him, seek him today. Amen. Well, girls, you guys were just the best. Um, Thank you so much. I hope I'm the first of other guests (laughs) that you have um, that try to use cool slang and, you know, keep it. Have have a good style. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you for joining us. Yes. (laughs) Even if it was intimidating, but we, we, I enjoyed it for sure. Scared. So scared. (laughs) Your coffee date. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Girls. Um, Yeah. I just, I am am so excited to see what the Lord is going to do with this and to do with each of you and together as you team up to do this. So um, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) And I've never said that before. And uh, let Samantha close out that. I'm gonna go before I really embarrass myself. (laughs) Start talking like Robin Williams. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, and we hope to uh, to have encouraged you. You can find us on Instagram at confident.christian.girls, or you can email us at confident.christian.girls at gmail.com. So yes, thank you. We love you guys. Yes, love you.